0: Hey guys, hope you're doing so great today. Um, Today I wanted to have a little bit more of a candid conversation about something that I've struggled with for a long time, which is social anxiety. And so I had a friend text me after I'd posted a blog about some tips that I had, and she was like, hey, I liked what you wrote, I want to learn more, Um, what have you gone through, what tips do you have, how should I handle this, and I think a lot of people struggle with it. And so, for those who don't know about social anxiety or don't understand it, I'm going to talk a lot about it today. And it's pretty much for definition (laughs) it's being anxious, a feeling of nervousness and fear in social situations. And guys, we know it's irrational. And I think it stems from us wanting to impress others and be accepted. So, I'm going to talk a lot about today. And I hope for those who do struggle, get some tips from it because what I want to do on this podcast is talk to people who have struggled and who have real tips because they've been through it. And so when I go online and I've been like, what are tips for social anxiety? So when I would struggle, I would look up those things and it would be very generalized ones or things that are just not relatable to me. And so... I'm going to go into the generalized ones and how I apply them to my life and what they look like and also give you tips that have worked for me that are separate from things that you probably will ever find online because I've gone through it. And so that's what I want to talk about. That's what The Deep Talk is here for, to talk about things that we have struggled with and how we can help others with it and real advice. And so I hope you guys who are struggling can listen to this and know that, first of all, you are not alone. I struggle with it, and that you also can get some tips from this and apply them to your everyday life. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, I'm going to try to be really real and open and honest and just talk about all the things that I'm struggling with and so how I can help you. So, yeah, listen, and I hope you enjoy, and yeah. You're listening to the Deep Talk Podcast, hosted by beauty guru, blog writing college student, Madison Brandt. Here, we are going to talk deep. To the people who have struggled, who have really been through it, to those who are confused on their paths, for the spirituals, the entrepreneurs, and for the people who are really doing it. Hey guys, we know you have struggled too, but this isn't only about entrepreneurs. This is your workshop where you come, learn, answer your questions, and spread that knowledge into your life and others. Here's to you on your path. Here's to those who want to build an amazing life. And here's some advice, some people to relate to, and a whole lot of stories. First of all, I want to talk a little bit about when my social anxiety started and what it was like. So for those who are going through it can kind of, you know, Put themselves in my shoes or kind of line up for where they've struggled and see if it matches with anything that I've gone through. So first of all I've had anxiety itself for as long as I can remember. I remember when I was a little kid my mom would bring me to gymnastics and I would be so afraid that I was gonna get sick um, and that I'd have to leave that I would literally physically get sick because I was so nervous about it and so I think I've just always had anxiety my whole life because I always want to know the future and I think that's kind of what anxiety is, is living in the future and wanting to kind of perfect that and I think social anxiety is that as well. It's kind of, you know, wanting other people to like you and doing what you can to control that and that comes from being anxious and I think anxiety, this is what anxiety does, it wants to be sure. It wants to control. And so by doing that, those feelings, it's like, alert, alert. How can I control the situation? How can I make it the way that I want it to be so I get the outcome that makes me feel the most comfortable? It's about sitting in comfort and controlling it. And so, first of all, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Controlling things is not possible. You are not God. You cannot do that. Drop that, first of all know that you cannot control it. And so that's something I have tried to realize is that I'm not the maker. I cannot control things and I don't want to. I'm tired. Um, But yeah, that's just a little bit about what anxiety does and it probably sounds familiar to some of you. But so after the whole gymnastics story, you know, I'm gonna pop into some other things in my life. I mean, I've always asked my mom, a million questions or my teachers a million questions about how things are going to go because I could not ever step into something and just accept the way it was going to be without knowing what it was going to be like I had to know because it gave me control over the situation it let me know what I was walking into and how I could behave when I was there so that continued for a long time I've always just had anxiety with things and um, social anxiety developed when I was in high school and probably around sophomore year during sophomore year I remember I would sit with my friends around the lunch table and we'd kind of sit by with our friends um and then we'd have some other people sitting with us that you know I didn't really know that well but like I knew of them because they were in my grade and those people would make me feel so anxious and I don't know why like I could not say what I wanted I could not be who I was and I tried to form myself to who they wanted me to be, even though I don't even know who they wanted me to be. I tried to be what they wanted to be from my perspective, you know? I don't know them and what's in their minds. And so that's my first little tip for you guys. For when you're trying to impress others and be accepted, it's because you want them to think of you as the way that you think that they want you to be. You don't know how they want you to be. A lot of times they don't even care. A lot of times they're just being and sitting and you know they're not thinking about you. You're thinking about you. And so the first tip I have is to remember people do not care as much as you do, never. And so when you're walking around in an ugly outfit and you're like, oh, people are looking at me. Oh, this is awkward. I'm not wearing cute clothes and I'm, I'm in a nice restaurant. People might look at you for one second and be like, oh, you know, she's wearing that outfit. After that, they're never gonna think about it again. And if they do, who cares? You don't know them. And so I definitely know that it's more personal when it's with people you know, but they don't care. They are thinking about themselves. God, they might even have social anxiety. But they are focused on themselves and what they're doing. And if you're awkward, they don't care. When other people are awkward, do you care? No. Um, it's okay to not Have every single person be on your page and vibe with you and be someone that you connect with on a full level. So yeah, so I would sit there. I would sit at these lunches and I would be so anxious. My stomach would get so tight and everybody has different symptoms of kind of um, what feels like anxiety to them but I get really anxious in my stomach and my chest you know Um, some people have sweaty palms or like heartbeats really fast but that's just the way that I feel it and so kind of makes me interested into kind of the whole feelings and the body thing because I feel things so strongly and it kind of messes with my emotions ah such a weird such a weird concept um but anyways I would try to match myself to what I thought they wanted me to be and first of all when I'm a one-on-one I can do that very well because it's one person but when I'm in a group there's so many personalities and I'm like ah how can I form to this in the way that all of them can accept and that makes me even more anxious yeah I think that was always very hard to me and um I would I had a friend that I was kind of getting to know sophomore, junior year. And I remember how anxious I was. I was like, I just want to be close. I just want to control this. I want to be close already. I don't want to go through the whole beginning where there's silences. And it's awkward and it's not perfect and we're not close yet. I hate that. And I think a lot of social anxiety is wanting deep connections and just aching to be yourself and being able to be loved fully and have that deep connection. But in the beginning with new people, you can't do that, first of all and also it's hard to do that in groups and so my other tip for you guys today along with more is to know that when you're one-on-one this is your chance to be your full self because you're not going to be having to deal with tons of people's opinions and so when you're in groups to go into group situations and remember that there are lots of personalities go in say I'm gonna be myself and The groups, remember that they already kind of are weird anyways. They don't mesh completely. There's different personalities. You're not blaming other people for having different personalities, you know? So, remember that when you're in groups that it's okay to feel like, hey, today I'm going to be the quiet person or today I'm going to be the loud person, but groups don't mesh perfectly. So, don't try to feel like you have to have those deep connections in groups because it is not plausible. So, I went through my sophomore and junior year being very anxious because I wanted those deep connections. I wanted to be accepted and it's weird because anxiety, you are trying to control things and be what other people want you to be. But all you want is to be yourself and just be able to be that person without feeling anxious. And sometimes I feel like social anxiety makes you not know who you are because you're constantly conforming to what other people want you to be or at least ditching situations because you're afraid that you're not going to fit in and that you're not going to be able to conform or you're not going to be accepted and um it's really hard and so one day I was tired junior year I remember I was so tired because (laughs) so many times people would invite me to things and I would say no because I was too anxious and um I would also, if I didn't say no, I would go and I'd be so anxious. I'd try to control the situation. I'd try to be what other people wanted me to be and I was just, I was so tired, guys. I was sick of not knowing myself, of being this person that I didn't even recognize because I was so busy being every which way, tugged to the side because I was trying to be, this other thing because I couldn't be myself because I was too anxious that that person wouldn't be accepted. One day I was like, I'm sick of it. So I'm going to start talking to people. Guys, first of all, don't get afraid. You're okay. Breathe in. I know this one's scary, but first of all, don't try to go all in when you're going to be like, I'm going to start talking to people. Don't just go, all right, party, 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 group, group, group. No, start small. So what I did is when I was in class, I remember in Spanish class, I like looked over to the person next to me and I was like, oh, I like your shoes. That was it. That was my first day. And be proud of yourself for those small successes because saying that to someone I didn't know, that was a big leap. I would have never done that before. So it started out like that. It started out generalized in groups or in classes, looking at one person and being like, oh, I like your outfit or oh, this class sucks or something very generalized like, oh, the weather, you know, like something that is not going to be based on who you are, but it's something very accepted, you know, like no one's going to be like, oh, that weird girl talked to me about the weather. (laughs) So start small and do it every single day, maybe twice if you're feeling it. So I started off doing that and then I got comfortable. Doing that. And so, those people that I talked to in class that I started doing that to, those relations started to form. They used to say to me the next day, maybe they'd be like, Oh, Madison, I like your shirt. You know, it started off like that. And we started forming those connections with those people. And so, just that section of it, I started becoming more comfortable with the uncomfortable. And I began to form connections in class and in groups because I was just doing one little thing with that person every day. And so that started to form and I was able to kind of build those relationships. But after doing the generalized parts with new people, I began to kind of build it up more. I would maybe have a little bit of a conversation or instead of just doing one statement, I'd be like, little conversation about the weather or something, so on, so forth. And so I remember... We had this place in my high school called The Commons and it's where people would hang out and I'd go with my really social friend and I'd talk to people in groups and I remember I would always feel so anxious and I'd sit there and I'd be like, oh, gotta go. My car's leaving, so gotta go. I can't stay here anymore. And I started grounding myself and being like, no, you're here. You don't have to talk, but you're gonna listen and you're gonna stand there and go through the uncomfort and go through it and know that you can. No more avoiding, no more ditching sitting in the uncomfort and accepting it. And so I would go and I'd go in that group and I'd do it a lot. And eventually I saw myself forming words and forming sentences and conversations and that started to build. And so once you start practicing the simple, you become more comfortable and being able to do more. And so keep going into groups. If you don't want to say anything, that's okay. Maybe start to do a little bit of a like a sentence or a statement. But being comfortable sitting there and being like, every time I go out, there's a listener. You know, if you look around, there always is someone who is a listener and just be like, that's okay if that's me, but I'm here. I'm not avoiding. I'm here. So that's the first thing I would say. And so something really important that I did was therapy. And this kind of connects with the going over the bump thing. I'll tell you more about this in a minute, What's we'll I talk about therapy, kind of about the whole putting yourself in uncomfortable positions, and that's what therapy helped me with. A lot of people think therapy is this thing for people with mental disorders. Oh, I hate when people say that, and I hate when people feel like they can't go do those things because it is uncomfortable. Yeah, it's uncomfortable, but you're also sitting with a person who doesn't care about all the other things in your life who doesn't know about them who doesn't care if you are the coolest person or they don't care they're there to help you and listen to you it's like a friend who you know has an absolutely no judgment and is there to make you better and that's the best kind of friend first of all with therapy i would recommend to try out a couple i I have done that and I ended up finding someone who was so great for me shout out Megan (laughs) um and she and I have a lot of different things that we do so we have days where I'm like I just need to talk I need to talk about everything that I'm going through And I need you to listen because I need you to just be someone who's going to listen to me because I don't want to pour this on anyone else. And that's what's nice about therapy is you're not pouring it on other people. You have a day a week where it's self-care. I'm going to help myself. I'm not blabbing this on my friends or my mom, but I have someone who's trained to help me and listen to me. And then we have other days where we work on skills. And so no matter what you're looking for, there's someone out there who can do one or the other or both. It's not just what it says in the movies of you sitting there and someone listening to you. You know, it's not just this, oh, you're listening to me and I am just talking while you go, mm hmm, mm hmm. Like, no, that's not what it is. I have people who go to therapy for talking about school and stress. It's not just like a mental disorder thing. I hate that stigma. And who cares if it is? You're getting help. How cool is that? And so therapy helped me realize and kind of, you know, talk about my emotions and know that I could. And so that's what I did in therapy. I talked about it. I got skills on how to deal with anxiety. We worked on breathing and um, leaping over things that were difficult. And she gave me tons of skills that I could use, breaking the pattern, because anxiety is no more than a pattern. And so I'm not going to dive into all the details that therapy gives you, but go to therapy because it will help you gain tons and tons of skills Oh, I love it. I'm so for therapy. With therapy, going back to going over the bump and doing things that are uncomfortable, Megan told me that she kind of drew me this hill. And so she goes, you're going up the hill, you're going up, you're going up. And you get to this point where you are too afraid to go over the hill. So you A, ditch what you were going to do. So then you go back down the hill or you control things in your mind constantly That's what anxiety does. You'll either A, control things in your mind, B, ditch the situation, pretty much those are it, and that's how you don't go over the hill, and that's how anxiety remains. You think that when you're going um, up the hill that these things will actually help. You think that by thinking things in your mind constantly or ditching the situation that you're going to go back down the hill and things are going to be okay again, but anxiety teaches you. These things teach you that you're never going to go over the hill and that anxiety is helping you and you will never go over the hill that is part of the reason why we worked on going over the hill and talking to people she showed me this hill to show me that go past the ditching it go past the controlling things in your mind so when you start controlling things in your mind break the pattern in your mind and think about something else this first breaks the pattern and then go over the hill go do it go talk to people Go do what's hard because when you do that enough, no matter how anxious you are, you will break the pattern, a good, good amount at least. And yeah, it's going to be anxious and no, it's going to feel like crap, but what feels worse? Going over the hill and making it anxious and eventually having it be okay or constantly feeling like you can't be yourself and go do things without anxiety controlling you and controlling the situation and telling you that you can't do it. So we worked on going over the hill and you're going to be anxious no matter what. So what you do on the outside is according to you. You can either go out and not do the thing or you can go out and do the thing because you're going to be anxious no matter what, right? So go do it. Go over the hill. I know you can and it's going to take practice but you're building a new pattern. You're building a new way of mind and that is going to change. You have such connected um, pathways in your brain of the way that you do things but It takes time to break them, and that's where you start to do it, by going over the hill. Another thing that I have done is medication, and a lot of people don't believe in it, and that's okay. Um, I personally do. When I was in New York and I was having a really tough time, um, I got on some medication. It's called Lexapro, which is also acetylopram, which is the general version, and it helped me a lot, getting through a tough time. And I remember I was so scared it was going to change who I was or become dull, but you kind of go through it and a couple months later you look back and you're like, hey, I didn't even feel any crazy change. I just kind of looked back and I was like, Ooh, I'm so much better than I was. Medication is something that really helped me and it kind of makes me feel, I feel everything so deeply. So it kind of makes me a little numb to that, but not in a way where I'm a numb person, but I just don't feel things as deeply. I don't, have to have these terrible like deep emotions all the time that drain me they kind of just lift the ground from under me and make me capable and help my lows not be so low so that's what I love about these medications is because it has helped my brain you know first of all I feel a lot happier but I'm able to be a little less anxious and so let me tell you, this medication came after me doing all the going over the hill work. That is something I'm so happy I went through. And doing that makes me kind of ask any of my friends. I'm kind of the person who says anything, whenever because I broke, I broke the pattern. So medication, guys, anyways, <laughs> getting off track. Um, medication is something that you should definitely go to therapy first. It's never medication first. And um, see if you can do it without it. And if you need medication, you're not weak, you're strong, you're taking care of yourself and that mind. So guys, I definitely recommend it, but there are other ways to do it. I think a lot of people feel like, hey, medication is going to make me different or medication is, you know, not something that any people should do. And I understand those thoughts and I don't judge them, but It is something that I think works for me and a lot of people um, do struggle with having a medication that doesn't work and I'm not saying go out there and try all these medications but you definitely might have to try out and um, go through a couple months of going through maybe two of them until you find one that works well with you because medication is different for everyone and the first one may not work for you. So just know that. So those are a couple things that I feel like are really important about anxiety is going over the hill therapy and possibly medication Um, but something else I wanted to talk about about social anxiety is about kind of who you are and you're so focused on looking inwardly and you look at yourself from their perspective and act accordingly and it makes you feel like you don't know who you are so you're trying to be a mirror to others when you already are one think about that. So you attract people who respond to who you are, but you are responding to who they are. Ding, ding, ding. Here guys, this is something you need to know that my therapist has talked to me a lot of times and it kind of goes with anxiety in every part of your life. You are not responsible for other people's emotions. You are responsible for your own. And with social anxiety, I think that people like to take on other people's emotions and their own, and it is exhausting. You can't do it all. So if someone gets mad at you, for me, I would try to fix it with them and with me because I was like, I don't want them to be upset. Let me fix it now. And you are not responsible for that. You were responsible to say sorry and fix it on your end, but you were not responsible for how they feel. You need to let them feel the way they need to feel. Like, that's honestly unfair to them. So with anxiety, you attract people who are people for you. And the way that you look at people comes back to who you are. Like, you sit in your perspective. And so if I see someone as annoying and if somebody else doesn't, I just think they're annoying because of things that are a part of me, you know, where I've grown up, the patterns that I've built. And so I am a mirror. And so I also am a mirror in the sense of I attract people who are good for me and who match with who I am because I am acting as who I am. And so when I, with anxiety, go out and try to be what other people need me to be, that is the wrong type of mirror because you are responding to who they are. You're reflecting back to them who they are when really people are supposed to respond to who you are. So if you're, let's pretend you're a walking mirror. You know, you're walking around with social anxiety as a person who is reflecting back who other people are that's not what you're supposed to do you're supposed to go out and be who you are with no regrets and if people are upset about it people don't like it you are not responsible for the way they feel about it that's not on you remember that then you are a mirror that you know attracts those people or doesn't attract those people based on where you're from and what you've grown up from and what your patterns are. And you attract the people that are good for you based on who you are and all those things. And so go out, be that mirror, and attract people who are attracted to who you are, who go through things that are similar to you or mesh well with the things that have made you you. But you are not the mirror that attracts who other people are and what they want you to be and what you think they want you to be. I know it's kind of confusing and I get that but pretty much you are the mirror that attracts people you're not a mirror for other people those are most of my tips another one I would say is meditation and pranayama pranayama is about controlling your breath for example if you've ever heard of ocean breathing which is where you go up and down in breath and don't stop or single nostril breath um those are two things that I've done that I like and meditation and these things bring you to the present. And so, they may kind of seem pointless at the time when you're sitting in your room and you're like, oh, I'm just sitting here and I feel anxious. You're there, stay objective, watch your emotions, know they aren't you, and sit in the present. When you're sitting in the present, you're not in the future, which is what anxiety kind of does to you. And so, these things, if you're doing them every day, they kind of set you and prep you for the day and they help you stay in the present. And so when you're going through your day and you're feeling anxious, always bring yourself back to the present with your breath and practice mindfulness. Practice noticing what's around around you. Remember, you can't control the future. You are in the present. And so these things are really helpful to kind of bring you back to now and being like, hey, you, you're not controlling this because this is now. Everything is a consistent combination of now so controlling things is not possible you're not responsible to do that you're not the maker yeah those are all my tips guys um therapy uh meditation and pranayama going over the hill remembering that you are a mirror of what is supposed to be attracted to you and yeah guys i know it was kind of a rant (laughs) and i know it may be a little bit confusing but i definitely say try going over the hill just pick up a couple of these tips because I've gone through it I know what works and I hope that it's helpful to you so I will see you guys next time for the next episode but thanks for listening and I really hope you learned something so all right guys see ya. see you around